the monkey paw curls for Xbox, Windows 11 has a blue screen, and the big gaming conference has come to an end. Happy Friday, friends. It, I, it, somehow August is over. August August has come. August is gone. September is, is among us or among us. Um, next month, we've got October is going to be a big month. And so there's just a lot going on. Just a lot going on. Uh, the Gamescom has come to an end. Microsoft got some court favorability potentially, but then they got a little monkey paw curling. So let's just dive into the tech news. Hopefully you had a wonderful week and here we go. So Microsoft is, well, they're investigating or no longer investigating uh, blue screens on Windows 11. So if you have an MSI motherboard and your computer has been blue screening, it's probably related to the latest BIOS update. Now, Microsoft and MSI aren't being super transparent about why, but I think it's pretty obvious to tell because it's related to an unknown CPU configuration, which is believed to be Intel Fort Intel's like upcoming 14th gen is causing this, even though they don't exist. And so this is sort of an awkward scenario uh, where you kind of got to roll back. So if you've had been having a lot of blue screens and you have an MSI motherboard and you're on Windows 11, that is likely going to be the, the common ground there. Um, there's also some new Windows 11 policies that are rolling out, not like release policies but like management policies that allow you to receive optional updates with various configurations so turning those off and on i suspect that most it admins are just going to keep that off because optional updates are exactly that optional and they tend to get in the way uh, and if it's going to be a severe update or a security related one then it's going to be mandatory so anyways those are out there if for some reason you like installing optional updates and you manage a fleet of endpoints also speaking of Windows 11.rar support, R-A-R support is rolling out to more Windows 11 insiders. This is one of the arguably better updates or bigger updates or more convenient updates. Uh, just more package management directly natively into Windows 11 is a good thing unless you're a third-party app developer who's made a living selling unpackaging software and then it's not such a great thing. So uh, looking at September here just a little bit, Microsoft is obviously going to have the Surface event where we will see new Surface hardware, but also it's beginning to come out a little bit that there's going to be some AI related stuff. And it looks like uh, Windows Central got a scoop on this, and this is similar to what I am hearing as well. We're going to see some more AI related uh, focus here from Microsoft, more on the app side. So look at for OCR, uh, like in the snipping tool, there's going to be some paint tie some generative features. I don't think we're going to see like an Adobe generative fill, although that would be pretty cool if paint had a generative fill feature because uh, that's one of the hallmarks of what adobe has done over the past couple of years and so we should learn a little bit more here in the next few weeks potentially maybe things on the mail side too about uh, smart responses but i'm not again not quite sure there yet uh one of the things that i'd heard they had been working on you know the keyboard suggestions right how it's like you see this in teams and other places more ai ishness in a keyboard somehow some way so just kind of keep your eyes and ears uh open for that uh, microsoft is also updating its office apps with a new way to manage add-ins there's also a big add-in or, or plugin or feature this week announced python for excel now i have a big python user i like python i used it a lot of in graduate school i use it a lot now uh over at stardock for, for various things if there's a python thing you need to do there's a python library that exists and so uh, having it available natively in Excel is good. However, there is a big little asterisk, if you will, with this inclusion. So first off, uh, Microsoft says Python calculations will run in the cloud 
uh, with the results turned returned into Excel. So first off, as of right now, they're not running locally, which as you might suspect, based on exactly what I just said, you will need a license for the full kit and caboodle feature set. We don't quite know where that line in the sand will be drawn to use Python in Excel, but if you're going to want to use it, you're going to need uh, a license of some sort, which means you're going to be paying a fee, which really just kind of undercuts some of the hype and uh, things that really go along with that. Other notable thing on the tech side for related to Microsoft is that it's come out through various reporting that Microsoft isn't seeing a big boost in Bing market share, right? They came out with Bing Chat, right? Their chat GPT, and they got a ton of press and they got and they continue to get good press. And I continue to think that it is their best shot that they have. However, at the end of the day, the actual market share growth for Bing has been pretty much flat. It's pretty much not done much of anything for Microsoft's, I don't want to say bottom line, because actually it's hurt their bottom line because they've spent so much money on this, but that is an investment for tomorrow which is perfectly acceptable however if they're not seeing market share growth then that begins to sort of hamper the ability to continue to dump billions of dollars into this product to see if they can claw back any of that search market share uh, from the Googles this is far this story is far from being done we're still in the early days of this stuff and you got to remember how long it took people just to move over to Google and so while it is probably not the headlines that Microsoft wants at the end of the day I wouldn't start hitting that that alarm button uh, quite yet. So that's the big major Microsoft news happening this week. There was a ton of gaming news, uh, some coming from Gamescom, some not. And so the big thing that sort of came up from a conversation with Phil Spencer is that Baldur Gate 3 is coming to Xbox Series S and X. However... However, the Series S will not have split screen. Now, Microsoft made a big deal in some of their documentation says, hey, they've got to have feature parity if the X and S version. And I think that may have been the holdup is that there wasn't enough graphical oomph, if you will, on the Series S to be able to do the split screen. So what are they doing? They're just not going to do the split screen. And now it will come without any other further issues. And I think that's an acceptable trade-off. Uh, I believe Forza is not going to have split screen either, but I don't think it's going to have split screen on either platform, if I remember correctly. So is that a big problem? I don't think it is at the end of the day. I'm, uh, if that's what it takes to get the game onto the platform, then so be it. It is one of the hottest titles of the year, and I think Microsoft uh, is right and justified. And if you're going to say, but Brad, this is the first time that's happened. Actually, it's not. Well, technically, maybe not through certain game features. We've already known that there's been different revenue splits, so things Microsoft is always willing to bend the rules just a little bit to get what it needs to get uh, titles and do what's best for Xbox. Age of Empires 4 is now available on Game Pass. I celebrated that by playing Age of Empires 2, which is will, will probably be my favorite game to play right up until I am buried six feet underground uh, in the Age series, that is. But Age of Empires 4 now available on Game Pass. And speaking of consoles, Phil Spencer says, if you're expecting a price cut, mm-mm. It's not happening, at least it's not anticipated as of right now. Now, Microsoft could do price cutting if they felt market pressures to, to drive sales of actual hardware. But uh, Phil Spencer, in an interview with Eurogamer, was saying, like, look, the price of commodities hasn't really dropped like we have seen with historical consoles where you could ride something out for 10 years because there's just less manufacturers making the parts because they age so quickly in this day and age of Moore's Law where everything is up and to the right at a very quick, very quick fashion. My kind of expectation here is that the series s will continue to see price fluctuations especially during the holiday season we saw it last year and so i would expect that we'd see something similar 
this year. However, the Series X may not see that. So uh, the only thing I would expect initially from the Series X, if they're going to lower the price, would be to create a Series X Slim, if you will, that would not have the disk drive. That would potentially be one way they could lower the price. However, does that really, how much are they going to save? Like 10 bucks a unit? People are going to pay 10 bucks less? I mean, let's be honest, DVD drives or Blu-ray drives are not all that expensive. By far, not the most expensive part of the product either way. So, in a true uh, monkey paw curling up fashion, Microsoft went to the world and said, we will do anything to get the Xbox ABK Activision deal done. And that monkey paw curled up and said, okay, you can do that. All you got to do is give all your streaming rights to Ubisoft, which is what Microsoft and Ubisoft announced this week to appease the CMA. It said uh, Ubisoft will become, be the holder of the rights to dish out intellectual property for the gaming titles related to ABK, like Call of Duty in those titles, meaning that Microsoft would not have an exclusivity on it. And Microsoft is sitting there saying, yes, this is going to help us get through the CMA. The CMA should love this because it, uh, it solves their primary concern. And so they filed that away with the CMA. And now we wait and see if the CMA is doing that. However, in the monkey paw curling up here, the EU was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This changes the game. This changes the deal. You have altered the deal and you better, uh, we got to take a look at this. And Lord only knows what's going to happen there. Microsoft already got appeased the EU. And now with this new deal, what if the EU comes back and says like, well, we don't want to be excluded from that. We think that's actually a better arrangement than what you initially did. And bada bing, bada boom. Now we've got more drama and more chaos happening within this deal. And who knows what the EU will do? I, it would seem logical, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. The EU could be like, look, you're going to go to market with a deal that's already been struck with us. However, we also want to be included this new one. Maybe you can include that somehow. I don't think the EU is going to come out and say, we're going to block it again and delay things. That would be the worst case scenario. But it's, it's a huge government body. And they might be like, look, we actually need more time uh, to review this ruling or this change. So we will see. I, I fully expect that the CMA should now approve this deal because it looks like it goes above and beyond what their initial concern was. Ubisoft is a third-party partner and they're not huge. Yes, Ubisoft is big enough that they could actually take this product to market, right? ABK, cloud streaming, and do something with it. But they're not an Amazon. They're not a Facebook. They're not a Google where they're so big that they actually potentially represent another threat. So, uh, yeah, we will see what happens there because that is some ways to keep your eyeballs peeled with. NVIDIA's GeForce Now has officially added Microsoft Xbox Game Pass support. That's a good thing, for, I think, for everybody, right, at the end of the day. And uh, the Starfield hype cycle is now in full capacity. There's a new stream deck that is out, also a new microphone that sits in front of you, uh, all Starfield-related. You've got the Adam Savage. They put out their second video over on uh, Tested about building uh, one of the, the ships. I don't know anything about Starfield ship names. I don't think anybody really does to call it out, but either way, they're building one of the ships that you see in all of the stuff, and so... Yeah, that's that. Gamescom this week, that was why there was a lot of news slanting towards the gaming side. I expect that we're going to see things pull back a little bit towards Windows here over the next few weeks as we lead up to that September event. All right, let's dive into the questions. Always my favorite part. It's Friday, my guys and my girls and my dudes. All right, Mad Thine is dropping it in and says, there has been an assumption that Call of Duty and other AB games will be Game Pass titles day and date. Day and date is what Microsoft loves to tout. Am I the only ones, only one that doesn't think this will be the case? I don't see them putting Blizzard games or Call of Duty games in Game Pass. Maybe some other older titles, but not the new ones 
or the live service ones. They generate too much money. Am I wrong? So this is a wonderful and fantastic question because we're going to, let's assume, let's assume that they land uh, the deal by October 18th. The first big title that is coming out will be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Is that going to go into Game Pass? Well, first off, there's the logistics of getting it in there, which I've talked about on this channel. I don't know if they'll have enough time, but let's assume that they did have enough time. We all have seen the headlines. They happen every year. It's like Call of Duty generated a billion dollars in the opening weekend. Microsoft does not want to give up that money, right? I think Matt Dynas is correct. Correct on that. However, however, Microsoft wants things into Game Pass. That is how they want to make their money. They want people in the subscription service, which is what they want for the long term. Microsoft right now knows explicitly how many people play Game Pass or pay for Game Pass, how many people pay for Call of Duty, right? There's a huge amount of people that pay for Call of Duty and not as many people pay for Game Pass. So initially... Getting those people into that Game Pass bucket will be more lucrative because you'll pay more for Game Pass over a year than you would for the initial title. So getting those net new signups is very important to Microsoft. So I do think that they will. Uh, I do think that they will take a financial hit over the long term for this because right next year, they won't make a billion dollars in that weekend. However, over the year, they will, which is probably part of the reason why we're seeing Game Pass prices being raised. Although Microsoft is saying it's not directly related, but we all know that. And so, yeah, their goal will be to keep you in Game Pass because that is the most lucrative way to, to do it. Um, the, the other thing, too, you got to keep in mind is that Microsoft has already found ways to get you to pay more money, right? You can go look at Game Pass. You don't get all of the features, I believe, with Starfield. And so you can pay for more premium versions and you can pre-order and that kind of stuff. So there are other mechanics at the end of the day they can continue to monetize, especially those in-game transactions, which might be Microsoft's model. They're like, look, we know that people don't want to pay 70 bucks for a game. However, they're more likely to buy a battle pass, a cosmetic, and so they will continue to monetize through that method. Rafik says, if somehow the CMA blocks the acquisition again or doesn't approve it by October 18th, do you think Microsoft should this time close it without the UK because maybe they won't get the big fine since it was approved everywhere else in the world? If Microsoft does not get this done, uh, if the CMA does not approve this, this would be super de-duper interesting because Microsoft has already shown that they don't really want to steamroll the UK because remember they are the last holdout that is the last entity that is holding this out and they've already kind of showed that they don't want to do that however if they don't take this deal I could see them being significantly more aggressive and trying to get things closed because uh, Microsoft I, at this point I don't think is going to back away from what is going on I really don't also they'd have to pay more money I think it's I think it after August 29th, it then goes to three and a half billion. Then it's like up to four billion or something like that if it doesn't close um, in the October timeline. So, uh, Matta Bear says, "So Baldur's Gate 3 is confirmed for F Xbox. Do you think the studios convincing uh, the Larian, I think is how you pronounce it, conv studios convincing Xbox to let them not have feature parity between the X and S will open the door for more developers to strip down the S version of the game?" So I suspect that it might open the conversation. I think Microsoft has to be the final ruling on what they can and cannot do. Cause right. Cause Microsoft could just not let the game on there if they completely ruin it from the X experience. They don't want that to happen. But I think developers seeing this will certainly say, Hey, look, Microsoft, you did it for Baldur's Gate. We need something here. And then it'll work better on the S. I think that conversation may happen more frequently now. Second question, 
Phil said in an interview at Gamescom that they're, in essence, not making a mid-gen hardware upgrade. If Sony does indeed make a PS5 Pro, do you think the Xbox will respond with a Series X Slim or Keystone, a handheld, or nothing? If anything, I think we would see a Series X Slim. I think that is the most probable thing that we would see. If Microsoft really starts feeling the heat about uh, consoles at the end of the day, sales, and the PS5 Pro eating its lunch, I think we would then see them be forced to make a price cut, even though Phil Spencer said, look, it doesn't... Like the math isn't there anymore. The the economies of scale aren't working like they used to, uh, specifically for consoles. And so that would be the only thing that they could do if they truly are not going to do a mid-gen refresh. So I, yeah, I think we will see. Also, we got to see what the PS5 Pro truly is. Is it a PS5 Pro or a PS5 Slim? We will find out. B to the rad from Kadgart says... Happy Friday, my friend. Happy Friday to you. He's got a couple questions in the hopper here. He says, with the news popping up today, the BG3, Baldur Gate 3, coming to Xbox this year, do you feel that was a smart move on Phil's part to allow them not to have split screen on the Series S? Yes, Baldur Gate 3 is so hot right now. Is a very hot title. More importantly than that, though, it's that the fact that they have a developer saying, look, we can't bring this to the Series S, and so we can't give it to the X either. I think that is justification enough for Phil just to get the headlines more in Xbox's favor, right? The the mood is immediately switched. It went from X Series S, just holding everything back, to suddenly, okay, it's coming to the Xbox, everything is good again. So it was smart on Phil's just to get rid of those negative headlines and to really erode the narrative again that the Series S is holding back the generation. Uh, it says, will you now play BG3 since it's coming to Xbox? Um, I don't know. It's not typically the type of game that I play. I realistically, knowing about the, t- it depends when it comes out. That should be the biggest qualifier because obviously Starfield happening here in a, uh, less than a week, right? September 1st, or is it a week? Might be a week, whatever it is. Uh, next, yeah, next Friday is when it drops 8 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. Not that I'm not, not that I'm counting down. Not that I'm counting down. Uh, so I'll definitely be playing that quite a bit, and then obviously I'll be playing a lot of Modern Warfare Three and Call uh, Warzone Three, assuming it comes out around that same time. So it just depends on like what's in the catalog, and then whether or not I, I dip my toes into that. And then he says, with the news regarding ABK this year or late last week, this week, uh, do you believe it will finally close? I do think it will close. I, I continue to believe that it will, in fact, close. And then he says, uh, can we just get friends and family Game Pass, please? I think everybody would like that. As of right now, Microsoft has scrapped those plans, at least initially pulled them back. Remember, they're no longer selling it, I believe, in any market. And Mr. PKI wrapping it up as he likes to do. Ending question of the week. Should we just buy Modern Warfare 3 or do you recommend waiting a few weeks and it will be free on Game Pass? I do not think it will be free on Game Pass. I really don't. I think Microsoft will certainly wait this out a cycle before they come to the strategy of getting it in there. I think we'll initially start to see the older titles pop in and then we'll see... Modern Warfare 3 maybe in the spring. This is just, you know, pure speculation. And then it wouldn't be until next year at the earliest that we'd actually see this stuff start to manifest inside of Game Pass. So you're going to be buying this one. I'm going to be buying this one. That is how I think the cookie is going to crumble this week, my friends. So there you go. Wraps it up. Nice little nutshell of Gamescom. A little bit of Microsoft news. A lot of lovely questions. A lot of Xbox stuff happening, which always makes me happy. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. As always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed to this podcast because the only BS on this channel is me.